Welcome to Diva Talk Radio Studio D, an insider's view of diabetes news and information beyond the headlines. Here's your host, Mr. Diva Bettis. Hello, divas and dudes. Are you ready? Because I'm ready to welcome you to Diva Talk Radio Studio D. I'm your host, Mr. Diva Bettis. And joining me today is one of my all-time favorite divas. It's Melissa Morgan. She topped the charts with songs Do Me Baby, Do You Still Love Me, and her recent duet with Freddie Jackson, Back Together Again. And they've all helped to keep her sensational voice in our lives for over 20 years. Hello, Melissa. Hi, how are you? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm one of your biggest fans. Oh, thank you so much. I've been listening to your music for 20 years, and I have to be honest, uh, in our stage show at Divabetic, I play Fool's Paradise, that's our chair cardio routine, and we also get the crowd moving with Keep in Touch, Body to Body. Oh, my God, keep in touch, right in the body. That song is like 15 minutes long. <laughs> I know I'm sweating in my sparkly suit by the end of that. <laughs> Tell everyone, what inspired you to get into the music industry? Oh, my goodness, it was my mom. God rest her soul. She's not with us, but it was my mom. She would always have me perform for her friends and stuff like that and tell me she was going to take me to the Apollo. Mm-hmm. And did she take you to the Apollo? No, she didn't take me, but I made it anyway. <laughs> oh, were you on the Apollo talent? I mean, Luther started at the Apollo, too. He worked in uh, a group called um, Listen, My Brother. But how, what was your experience at the Apollo? Well, my experience was, you know, after Do Me Baby. So I was able to do Do Me Baby and Love Changes and all that good stuff and Fool's Paradise. I was able to go on and do, uh, you know, the television show. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Do Me Baby is kind of – was kind of sexy at the time, but I feel by today's standards, it's it's kind of vanilla. What do you think about music lyrics today? Well, you know, I don't know. I, I think they're trying to say something, but I don't think they're saying it as sensual as I would or, you know, even like a Janet Jackson would or something. I mean, they're trying to be sexy, but I don't know. It's getting lost in the sauce. And you also do a lot of female empowerment because if I could do it, um, if you could do it, I can do it too. To me, is a, a real song of empowerment. How did you come? How did you get involved with that song, and why is that message so important to you to convey through your music? Well, you know, women are always coming up to me, you know, asking me how to survive in the music business and how I been, you know, uh, working and everything so long. Um, it, it's important for me to do that because I manage myself, you know. Um, I, I don't have a, a lot of male figures around me. You know, I'm single. I'm celibate. It's, it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> well, we still but, love you. <laughs> um, you know, and I still have to keep going on. So I love songs like If You Can Do It, I Can Do It, even though I don't do it very much live. uh but um, I still love singing those type of songs. So it's important to me to spread the word to women that, you know, you don't necessarily need a man in your life, you know, to accomplish a dream. That's all it means. I love it. And, you know, I know from Luther firsthand that singing can be exhausting. So how what helps you perform at your best? You know what? I have been swimming a lot lately. I have a house in South Carolina and my neighbor has this beautiful, beautiful pool, and I was just over her house every day swimming, so I've decided to put a pool in my own backyard and uh, swimming. I love going to Aruba. I stay in Aruba like a month and just 
stay on the beach in the water, in those Caribbean waters. Water really helps me for some reason. And I don't eat chicken. I don't eat beef. I don't eat pork. I just eat vegetables and seafood. And how long have you been on that kind of um, dietary plan? Oh, my God, forever. Um, I think um, I was on it when I was a teenager, and then I got off it a little bit and started eating chicken again. And then my dad passed in um, 97. I hate to talk about my family passing, but these kind of things inspire you to change your life. So uh, when when he passed away, I just, you know, I was like, I don't want to eat chicken anymore, you know, and that's my devotion to him, you know, because he was very, you know, health conscious. So I don't eat chicken, beef, pork, none of that, just seafood and vegetables and not that much seafood. Well, you know, I've been on a lot of R&B tours, and I could testify that fried food is pretty uh, much everywhere. So has it been hard to maintain that? To maintain what? The, the, just being uh, more of a vegetarian with uh, you also have seafood. You mentioned that. I'm just curious because so many people in the R&B community, I feel, don't really follow that. So I'm just wondering if, it, if it's ever difficult for you or not. Sometimes it is because, you know, people, you, you get that, you didn't eat chicken. Right. <laughs> it's like, no, I don't eat chicken. So, you know, it, it's got to help me because I'm telling you, if I ate chicken and all that stuff, I'd be like, 500 pounds, I, you know, it, it's hard for me even doing what I do to, to keep a, a, a normal weight. It's, it's, it's very hard as you get older, but, uh, you know, it helps me, and I put it in my rider, and people have so far honored it, so, you know, I'm happy about that. I love it, and, you know, we feel a big part of being a diva is making yourself the number one priority. So how do you pamper yourself, Melissa? Uh, like I said, I go to, like, the spa castle. I I get my rest. Don't call me 7 o'clock in the morning unless i got to take a flight. <laughs> I love, I love you very much. But I, I go down south. I, I sit on my porch. I, you know, I crochet blankets and stuff like that. So I do a lot of me time. And the number one thing is I don't let anyone, I don't care who you are, I don't care how much I love you, sister, brother, boyfriend, girlfriend, I don't let anyone steal my joy. Oh, that's great advice, and I know our listeners will appreciate that. So now yeah. I have to ask you, because I work for Luther Vandross, if you could record any one of Luther's songs, what would it be? Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Well, all right. That one. <laughs> bad boy? <laughs> yes. But I but guess we call it one. Bad Girl for you. Well, I guess you're a good yes, girl now. Yes, so I mean, what, what, What's the name of that? It was like a party song. Yeah, it's, it's Bad Boy. We're having a party. Yeah, I would do Bad Girl. I, uh, yeah, you'd be Bad Girl. <laughs> and then we'd have to add a toot toot beep beep kind of remix to it, I think, to yes. make it all <laughs> I love it. You know, so many of our favorite singers in R&B are no longer with us today. I, you know, I feel the R&B community has been ravaged by health setbacks and health issues, and I know you just mentioned how your dad kind of got you on track to inspire you to be healthy, but the audience, too, for R&B singers today is dwindling. How do you see all this happening? You know, how do you view all of that? You know, I just think it's, it's this. We're in a, a search mode right now. The audience is looking for something, and there's some good singers out there, and they're putting out good music, but I think the audience is looking for great music. 
And I hate to say that. I really, really do. You know, because I don't want to take anything away from anybody. And I'm, I'm definitely not trying to do that. But the songs are just good. They're not great. And so I think the audience is yearning for the Gladys Knight leaving on the mid-train, you know, the Patti LaBelle, if only you knew. They're looking for those great songs, and they're just getting okay songs with with good voices. And I think that transition, you know, somebody needs to work on that. And uh, do you cover any of those songs in your concert? I'd like to know what we could expect if we see you live. Um, I don't cover. Sometimes I do um, I'm Every Woman because I love Shaka. And I do uh, male songs, What You Won't Do for Love. I do cover songs like that and everything. But in my repertoire, you know, I cover a lot of songs that have been hits for me, like Love Changes and Do Me Baby. So I try not to do too many covers, or else I would be doing all covers and, and nothing original. Right. And, you know, I think an interesting part of your story is that you really did start in background singing and doing session work before yeah. you really launched into an amazing solo career. I mean, right out of the box, I know Doomy Baby was a chart topper. Yeah. So, you know, today it seems like with American Idol, it's so different for people. How, what would you? What kind of advice would you give to young singers today? Wow. You know, I, I would just, I, I would go back to the roots. I love the fact that I sang background behind Shaka Khan. And, you know, I did studio sessions with Melba and all those people. I loved that I did all that. It was it was my experience. It was my going to school. You know, they don't have any going to school. American Idol is a great forum, but it seems somehow that uh, they they win and then they don't know what to do. So there still needs to be some sort of grooming and teaching in that because six weeks does not make a superstar. Well, and I read somewhere where you did mention when you were coming up in the 80s, Freddie Jackson, Melba Moore, uh, Vesta Williams, you guys were all kind of working the same circuit together, and you you mentioned that there was a real family connection there with other artists at the time, Mickey Howard. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that and your experience doing entertainment in the 80s. Oh, man, it was it was joyous. I mean, birthday parties, everybody was there for each other. You know, money was no object, so if you had something in California, we would just fly to California and go to your event and then go do what we had to do. You know, we tried to make it a little family amongst the people that we got to know and that we got to love, and we felt like, you know, we had things in common. So it was me, Sherelle. Uh, Mickey, Freddie, you know, it was people like that. And, and to this day, when we see each other, we got little nicknames for each other. Freddie calls me Ma. Mickey calls me Mimi, you know. So it, it, it was just that. I mean, even with uh, Whitney, we did it for her, too. Anything she was doing, we would fly and be there for her birthday parties or be there when she was pregnant or whatever the case may be. You know, some of that is missing now. It's It's, it's all big business now. So, you know, we had friendships. I, I don't know if they have that now. Well, was it surprising, like, the first time you heard Do Me uh, Baby on the radio after you had recorded it and became such a smash? What was that like? I can't even imagine. You know, it, it's a funny thing. Only thing I could say is that we I was so caught up in the moment, I, I kind of missed the success a little bit because I was working too much. So I can't really comment on, you know, uh, it was wonderful. I was, you know... Uh, I was working so much. All I know is that I enjoyed after coming off the road and moving into a nice, you know, apartment and, you know, going shopping and stuff like that. But I, I kind of missed the, all that other stuff. It, it just went right past me. And, you know, 
Uh, Melissa, you're not only known for having a big voice, but you've also had big hair. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to me a little bit about your hair, because at certain times it got really big, right? Yeah, it did. It, and, I mean, my hair is still my staple. When I walk in, oh, what does her hair look like? <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, my God. I mean, I'm sitting here today. They, they, uh, I'm doing the Samsung series tonight um, on 59th Street, and uh, they're doing a big picture of me in the blonde hair. And it's like, oh, okay, I don't want to do that total blonde. What I got to do, you know, it, it's always a dilemma with the hair. But uh, somehow we seem to make it work, and everyone seems to love it. But that is my trademark, yeah, my hair. And how did that happen? Is that something you've always been into your hair? Did someone recommend that to you, or I'm just curious? Well, what happened is that um, um, I've always loved the bigness of, of Shaka Khan's hair. When I came out, I said, you know, I don't want it to be quite as big, but I wanted to still make that statement. So then it was like, you know, well, let's do it and let's spike it a little bit and let's blonde it a little bit. Let's do it, you know. So it really came from her, you know. It really did because I've always loved her little tiny body and that big hair. I've always loved that. Well, and we love you. So what can we expect to hear from you coming out soon? Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to work on some collaborations now. Um, they're kind of like in the makings. Uh, I'm hoping to get my record deal together and have something out in 2020. 12, uh, this business is different, you know, we have to play the game, you know, to get what we want, but things are looking up, and I'm working a lot, you know, doing cruises and just performing all over the place with Christopher Williams. I just did a show with Carl Thomas, and I'm going to do some stuff with Freddie Jackson, you know, later on in the year. So it's, it's just working and uh, just trying to keep things going and moving in a positive direction. All right. Well, Divas and Dudes, we're out of time, but I want to remind you that Studio D is available on demand anytime. I'd like to thank my guest, Melissa Morgan, for joining me today. Keep thank in you. touch. <laughs> thank you so much. God bless. <laughs> Please visit our blog, visit our Facebook group and fan pages, and log on to our website, divabetic.org. Remember, every diva, every dude has an entourage, and I'm so glad to be part of yours. On behalf of DivaBetics, Diva Talk Radio, let's stay happy and healthy together. Diva Talk Radio Studio D is produced by the national nonprofit DivaBetics, providing wellness with a while for people living with and affected by diabetes. 